0: road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellis Central Azar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk.
1: can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at
2: 986-4944. Stay tuned right now for the three love ladies, Terry Brinkater, Kathy Enderbrock, and Evelyn Davison. It's time for Love Talk.
3: Thank you, John. We are in studio today and just so thrilled to be here. Uh, This is Evelyn Davison with uh, Love Talk on today's Christian Talk, 1120 The Bridge. And we want to welcome you to our program today. And in studio with me are the love ladies.
4: And this is Kathy and DeBrock. Glad to be here, friends.
3: And I am Coach Carrie Brinkater. Hello. Hello, and hello, world. You know, that is hard for us to even comprehend that we are worldwide now, Miss Kathy on web.
4: It's incredible the things that God does. And, you know, when we look at the Internet, we can be so forlorn and and, and upset about all the horrible things that are on there. And then we can say, wow, look at the things that God Mm -hmm. is doing with the Internet, that anybody anywhere in the world can live stream this show by going to ktxw.net. And Saturdays at 2 a.m. and Sundays at 3 p.m., click on the live, little listen now live, and they get it. Or download the app, which I have the app on, on my phone. On the iPhone, iPhone That's yep. right. I have the app, and
5: so you can listen anytime on the app. Um, You know, when you're out at the beach, click on that app, and you can turn on turn on uh, KTXW. Well, I need you to get it
3: on mine. I have an iPhone, and it's about – uh, I think of it as a, fi- a finger phone. I have to punch all these little buttons, and I can't remember which one to punch first. And which <laughs> first. But, you know, that's okay. I am 85 years old, Miss Kathy. I'm
5: impressed that you have an iPhone, Miss Evelyn.
3: <laughs> well, we grew up in a society when we didn't even have a telephone. Right. And uh, no electricity in my grandparents. And we, drew, we uh, drew our water out of a well. And on the water t- shed on the porch... Uh, was a galley thing up above, and we had gourds. And each one of us had our own gourd dipper. Now, does that not
4: Oh, my goodness. I gracious? love that. Uh,
3: and, wow. And they had two wells. They had one well that was a deep well where they'd put the milk in the... I mean, it was like a refrigerator, and mm-hmm. then the other one was a cistern well. And, and so we'd draw water out of one and put in the other one, uh, and... When you stop and think about how important water is in, in our life today and how limited it was in the years I grew up in the big thicket, just outside of Cut and Shoot, Texas. And so those of you who are worldwide today will find that very funny. <laughs> but we are in studio today here in Austin, Texas, and um, we're going to be talking today about taking a spiritual test, a checkup. And when we look at our nation today, Miss um, Carrie, we are in serious trouble in America.
5: Ms. Evelyn, uh, if you turn on the news, you can get really disheartened um, at times. And as we look at everything that's going on in our in our country, and um, you know which direction is our country going to go? We've got the election coming up. That's why I'm so thrilled that you are writing a book to help us get through this time and to turn our eyes to Jesus instead of to people.
3: Well, it is. uh, We have a deadline coming up pretty quickly for the first editing. It is called Praising and Praying Across America. And uh, we've got some really strong national leaders. uh, And Graham Lotz, who is our new um, chairman for National Day of Prayer, Mm -hmm. is writing a little Bible study for us. Uh, The others will be um, just subjects uh, on praising, how important it is that we praise, how important it is that we pray.
4: And, you know, Evelyn, this is what I love. When you did this praying and praising across Texas, and and I know you're following the same format for praising and praying across America, really this is for individuals who maybe have no idea how to pray. They don't know where to start. They don't know why to pray or what prayer is, and, and then there are also those individuals that are real prayer warriors that have been just, mm-hmm. you know, have that really deep relationship with the Lord and have pursued that daily in prayer. And both of those, the entire gamut, whether you don't know how to pray or you're thoroughly I- immersed in it, it's your lifeblood, this book, pray, Praising and Praying Across America, it is, It reaches out to both sides. I love
3: it. Well, thank you, Kathy. Uh, Our our goal for it is that we would pray at a given time uh, each day, seven days, seven weeks, uh, seven minutes a day. And we have a daily devotional for 49 days, which if you multiply seven by seven by seven, you get 49. Mm -hmm. And uh, the day that Governor... Greg Abbott was inaugurated the week before we sold 1,100 books. And we had 1,100 people starting the day he was inaugurated on January 20th praying for him and for wisdom for him. And not only for him, but for the new lieutenant governor, for the attorney general, and uh, secretary of state, because all of these are important leaders in our state. We will do it with the president, the vice president. The uh,
4: Secretary of State Secretary
3: of State and the Attorney General
4: And you know, not only does praying and praising um, make such a difference for our nation as people come together before the Lord, really seeking Him for our nation but it also transforms their own lives. I mean, because Uh you've built this book, you've put so much scripture in it, and it reminds me of a verse in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26, and it says, to make her holy by cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. And, you know, we talked about water earlier and drawing it up through the well, and the Lord says his word acts like water on our hearts Mm -hmm. and cleansing us and purifying us. And so, you know, when I did use your book, The Praying and Praising Across Texas, Not only was I seeking God for our state and our leadership Mm – but it was impacting my life and my heart as well. And so I think it's incredible that when we, we seek to, to go to God in prayer for our nation, He doesn't stop just with our nation, but He, he addresses our hearts as well.
3: And it is exciting we, when we all pray this, you know, the same word, the same scripture. God works. Mm-hmm. And I, you may be interested in the book. It's still available uh, at ndpaustin.org. Uh, you can go to the website in order, it, or you can call us on the love line at 512 249 But we're here today because we are excited about where we are in this taking a test. Spiritual
5: this. fitness, Miss Evelyn. Spiritual fitness 101. I'm all about it. All right, Coach Perry.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> a healthy tree bears fruit. Now, what on earth does that mean? Bearing fruit. Now, friends, if, if you're new to all of this lingo, basically that just means a gift. It's a gift from our Holy Father um, through the Son, Jesus Christ, that he bestows upon us these gifts that he gives us. Love, st- and from love stems all of the other gifts that he gives us. The fruit, as the Bible calls it. And love, joy, peace, patience, and kindness. We talked about that in our show last week. Today, we'll be talking about goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Oh, how I love these. Let's talk about our scripture again. Galatians 5:22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is much law. There is no law. Now, you have to remember the times that this was written. Jesus had come. He had completely blown everybody's mind by saying, oh, feed the hungry, by the way. That's the merciful thing to do. Oh, love your enemies. Hello. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Pharisees were like, what? They, they just could not understand these, this merciful, gracious um, king that had come, except he was just a person just like you and I except he was perfect and um the pharisees were blown away by this and they were trying to make everything come back to the law and these verses crack me up kind of in a way cuz they're like oh by the way all these great things there's no law against them and i love i love that i love that um it was kind of a little jab there in the face of those <laughs> that just wanted to make everything so regimented and about rules and regulation and not about a relationship. And um, so today as we go through this, I want you to remember that. Now, friends, we're not saying that all of these um, gifts are going to be your best gift (laughs) we're saying that the lord is going to continue to be faithful and to to um, work on pouring these through you each day and you'll find that some of these you're you're really really blessed with and some of these Mm. not so much Mm. right um so our first one today is goodness miss kathy
4: Okay, and so goodness is defined as the state or quality of being good, especially morally good or, and I like this word, beneficial. Are you you beneficial? Are you beneficial, Evelyn? (laughs) I don't don't know. know. (laughs) Do you benefit others? Do you benefit those around you? Are you beneficial? In other words... um, in this in this kind of world field of goodness are gainful, useful, helpful, profitable, excellent, good-natured, helpful, and um, we see it grouped with uprighteousness, virtue, benevolence, worth, value, generosity, mm. and you know Jesus re- referred to God as good like he he was a good mm-hmm. father, mm-hmm. and so we can look at God as being our good God. There is no evilness within him, there is no wickedness within him. He is holy and completely good, and he is for our good, and He wants our lives to really exude the goodness that he exudes and so you know, as he has made man in his image, he has kind of built this goodness into us he's he's kind of um you know we are able to to um show goodness and we are able to show kindness but but here's the catch is that we can also within us that sinful nature that fights against it is that that awful ugliness Mm -hmm. that rears its head and so we're going to talk about gosh How, you know, how does goodness really come and overflow from our lives when sometimes all we want to be is ugly? Mm -hmm.
3: Well, we want our way is what it is, Kathy. Uh, You know, the best example of God being good was with Adam and Eve. He planted them in an environment that provided everything they needed Mm -hmm. and most of the things they wanted. Mm -hmm. And he had a very special time with them. He walked with them in the very presence of his power every day. So he didn't just put them in a garden and turn them loose to get in trouble or to uh, not produce or not be happy. He provided everything they needed. And unfortunately, uh, Eve had eyes to see something that he had reserved for himself. Mm -hmm. He had planted two trees in the garden. One was a tree of life, and the other was a tree of knowledge, a tree of choice, Mm -hmm. of knowledge. Of good and
4: evil. Mm -hmm.
3: And so she had uh, this little buddy that came along enticed her to doubt that. And as a result, she did. She violated the goodness of God and chose evil in a way that would make it... uh, Hard for her to, for God to continue to walk with him every day and bless them.
4: And so we have these spiritual fitness uh, questions. And this is one that before, as we go to break, I want to leave our listening friends with. I want you to ask yourself, do I desire to see the fullness and goodness of God in others? Does my life reflect the goodness of God? Friends, we're going to talk more on that. We're going to hear from our sponsors, and we'll be back with you right after this.
1: 45122580093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com.
2: Let's get back with the Three Love Ladies, Carrie Brinkater, Kathy Enderbrock and Evelyn Davison. You're listening to Love Talk right here on the bridge.
5: Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk, 1120 The Bridge. You are here with the love ladies on Love Talk with me, Coach Carrie Brinkader, Evelyn Davison, and Kathy Indebrock, Spiritual Fitness Friends, Spiritual Fitness 101. Here's your checkup question for goodness. Do I desire to see the fullness and goodness of God in others, and does my life reflect That goodness of God, I think that's a big one for me. Does my life reflect that goodness of God? And the other thing, and I'm constantly telling my kids this, you know, my kids are um, 14 and a half months apart in age, and uh, so they're constantly competing uh, with everything, and that's kind of the nature of our household. They come by it honestly with my husband and I both being college athletes, former college athletes, and uh, so we, we enjoy competition, but I'm constantly... Saying to them, give your sister the benefit of the doubt, uh-huh. give your brother the benefit of the doubt. Right? We yeah. want to always see the negative, like, oh, he was trying to hurt my feelings, or she was trying to be mean to me. Well, may, maybe not. Let's let's give each other the benefit of the doubt. It causes us to see people in a different light. And I think that's part of goodness is we want to see people in a different light. Um, we want to look for the goodness in others. And the Apostle Paul prays that God will fulfill every desire for goodness. Mm-hmm. Love that one. And God loves to take what was meant for evil, Miss Evelyn. Yes. And create a way for goodness to result from He that. did that
3: uh, in the garden with Adam and Eve. And uh, he had given some very specific instructions. And uh, they, they began to look outwardly. And they made a choice. It was not a good choice. Mm-hmm. And they followed the evil one. And... That that becomes a part of our lives. So you know, every day we're fighting against this system of evil in a world where we were created as a trichotomous being. I love that. We're body, soul, and spirit. spirit. And what happened, and why there's so much conflict in our world today, that too many people are only two part people. Mm. You know, we we are soul, and we're body, and we're spirit. When the Lord Jesus comes in and redeems us and gives us these special gifts that we're talking about. The power of God's Holy Spirit. uh, Jesus said, I'm going to go away and I'll come back and receive you unto myself. In the meantime, what am I going to do? I'm going to send you a comforter. Someone that will help you come back to the goodness of God. Mm -hmm. And so, as we look at this... Goodness is something that only comes as a source from God to be incorporated into our life, to be lived out in a world that's against God, against evil. And it's really hard to do that sometimes. But the thing is, is God equips us with what it is that we need. And and he says very definitely that goodness is not being good or doing good or being taught goodness. It is that goodness we come to the very nature of God and operate under the spirit of the living God. And that's a little bit um, high thinking. But bottom line is this. We cannot be good until we have Jesus.
4: Can't
5: do it by ourselves. That's right. And I love what it says in Romans, Miss Evelyn. It says in Romans 12, verses 20 and 21, it says, If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, Give him something to drink. Now, it doesn't say if your friend is hungry. It says if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heat burning coals on his head. Oh, I love that one. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with With good. So many people want to overcome evil with evil. And that's so against the scripture and what God has planned for us. And with this spiritual fruit, this this gift that he gives us of goodness. Friends, we need to move on to our next spiritual gift, our uh, fruit of the spirit, faithfulness. Oh, how I love that. Faithful means loyal, full of faith or trust, firmly and resolutely staying with a person, a group, a cause, a belief, or an idea without wavering. Kathy without wavering Miss Evelyn despite oh. the circumstances <laughs> I mean, you stand stay up. <laughs> faithful faithful person is one full of integrity oh how i love that word devoted to others and to christ so Kathy here's your spiritual fitness question spiritual fitness 101 question for faithfulness are you a faithful friend mother daughter maybe husband colleague are you, or are you indifferent to others, or do you exhibit the faithfulness
4: of Christ?
3: Wow, that's a biggie.
4: That 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 is a big. You know, when you think of making demands of ourselves, we think there's something that we ought to be living up to. You know, I mean, it's it's like if, if we can't live up to this, we beat ourselves up. Oh, yeah. And so I think this is why it's so important that you know, Carrie, just like you introduced at the beginning of the show, that we recognize hey, we can't carry out this stuff on our own. Really, we need the help of the Holy Spirit. And even John, or excuse me, Paul, who was this amazing, amazing uh, disciple who started churches and, I mean, wrote most of the New Testament or, or most of the New Testament mm-hmm. is taken from letters that, letters that he wrote. Um, in, in Romans chapter 7, he actually wrote this line that says, I have in me the desire to do what is right, but not the power to carry it out. And so even Paul recognized, hey, without the Holy Spirit in me, without Jesus Christ living in me, like, I can't even do what I know is right. And so I think when it comes to faithfulness, this is why it's so important that we maintain that relationship with the Lord, that we are faithful, um, to to go to him each day to spend time with him each day and to talk with him and and acknowledge him and recognize him and you know and and I love that God loves to dote on on those who who um who have really spent time and and been steadfast and who have have been faithful and in Hebrews chapter 11 um this is kind of we a lot of people call this the great hall of faith right. rather than roll call. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right, you know, when in the States, we, you know, we have all these halls of fame. And so in the Bible, in Hebrews 11, we have this hall <laughs> of faith and, um, it says, God says, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And this is what the ancients were commended for. And when we talk about the ancients, like those who have gone before us, like forefathers or spiritual forefathers, um, and it says that, that by faith we do understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. And then God goes and calls out over and over and over again all these people. He calls out Abel. He calls out Enoch. He calls out Abraham, um, Noah, Moses. He calls out all of these people, Jacob and Joseph, um, who over and over again, Led their lives Mm -hmm. faithfully on the promises that he had promised them and, um, and trusted God to work things out. His way. And now they did stumble. They did make mistakes, but they always turned back to God. They always repented to God. And so this is what I want to share with friends that, you know, something I've realized is that faithfulness does not mean perfection. Mm -hmm. Well, in verse
5: 31 of this faith roll call, the Lord is calling out the prostitute Rahab. And he's not calling her out in a bad way. Rahab actually... She was she welcomed the spies and was not killed with those who were dishonest. Now, this is a person who was not perfect, Kathy, just like you said. Mm-hmm. But she did something that really benefited the kingdom of Christ.
3: And you know what that was? Faithfulness, Faithfulness. is filled with faith. Mm-hmm. She was filled with faith. Mm-hmm. And when, we, when our faith is in the Lord Jesus and not in us, not in ourselves, not in our spiritual gift, not in anything, any of the attributes of God, but it's in the Lord Jesus. When we're filled with faith, then God uses us in a manner that will make a difference in our world. And that's what we've got to do for our nation. That's what we do for our families. That's what we do individually. It's let my faith fill my life to the point that I am faithful.
4: And, you know, friends, we say, I go back to this that Paul said, I, I know what I want to do. I know the good things that, that, that need to get done, but I don't have the power to feel, to carry them out. Do you want a successful marriage? Do you want a marriage that lasts? Uh, do you want to be a good worker? Do you want to be a, 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 a faithful daughter, respectful daughter, son? You know, you go to the Holy Spirit and you talk to God about those things. Pray for your marriage with your spouse. Faithfulness is something that um, the Lord calls out over and over again. And he delights as we are faithful. And even during those times where we may not be faithful, he will remain faithful to us and call us back to him. And there's a verse in Isaiah 25. It says, Lord, you are my God. When was the last time, friends, you Mm -hmm. just turned to God and said, you are my God? And Isaiah continues to say, I will exalt you and praise your name. For in perfect faithfulness, you have done wonderful things, things planned long Mm -hmm. ago. And he continues to do wonderful things today in his perfect faithfulness.
5: You know, it says that faithfulness is infinite. Faithfulness in the Bible; these are parts of God's own character. They're unfailing and beyond compare. So, as we look at um, faithfulness being infinite in Psalm thirty-six, five, it says, "Your love, Lord, reaches to the heavens; your faithfulness to the skies. It's it's has no boundaries. Mm-hmm. This uh, faithfulness that that the Lord pours through us." Um, his faithfulness is beyond compare, friends, Psalm, 9, Psalm 89, 8. Who is like you, Lord God Almighty? Uh, no one. <laughs> you, Lord, are mighty, and your faithfulness surrounds you. So, friends, we don't have to despair that the Lord's faithfulness, he will pour that into mm-hmm. us as we are faithful to others. With, with, we, we, we take these characteristics of the Lord, and we don't waver. Despite the circumstances that come against us for um, our marriages, our families, we do not waver for our faith in Jesus Christ. We do not waver. When we return, friends, we will continue with Spiritual Fitness 101. We'll continue with these wonderful gifts that we are given and how those can affect our love field. You won't want to miss it. Return with us right after these messages.
0: Daily hope, daily healing, daily talk and information. Today's Christian Talk 1120, The Bridge.
2: Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000 square foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as you town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life. You'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. Well, we're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel O'Clue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area, For those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth, listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us.
6: Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson. And it's packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net.
2: Let's return now to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison, Kathy Enderbrock, and Carrie Brinkader. It's
5: a beautiful day here in Austin, Texas. Thank you so much for joining us, friends, here on the Bridge. Today's Christian Talk, eleven twenty. Well, I am Coach Carrie Brinkader. I'm here with the Love Ladies, Miss Evelyn Davison, Kathy Enderbrock. We are talking about Spiritual Fitness, one hundred and one. I love that title. Um, I don't know; it just gets It gets me going, and I love talking about it. We've been talking about this uh, fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. And here we are to gentleness.
3: Oh, friends.
4: Miss Evelyn, are you gentle?
3: I am in some situations, uh, but I am impatient. Uh, I want uh, to get a job done and move on to the next thing. And sometimes I push a little hard, uh, I have learned with my children, my two boys, uh, to keep my mouth shut <laughs> yeah and and when things you know during it's during crisis times, during the hard times that we have to have a gentle spirit, uh, and that 's what we seek from the Lord Jesus because he is he he is a gentleman, he is a man of gentleness and when we are in that situation where we're disturbed or we're unhappy or there's issue, there are issues that we just cannot deal with, uh, what we need to do is to stand still and trust God. And that's basically, I think, what gentleness is. Is when we let Him handle the things that we ourselves would mess up. But gentleness is, you know, it's... It's how we are perceived by other people, basically. Are we harsh? Are we abrasive? Are we not approachable? Are we overbearing? And any of us can be that. Uh, it doesn't matter what your personality or what your spiritual gift is. When we want what we want, we want it now.
4: You know, I think it's so interesting when we, I think that as We spend more time with the Lord, and as we pursue that relationship, we're able to look back and see how he has transformed our hearts and stuff. And I look back sometimes with shock and horror at the abrasive person that I was for so many years and I thought that I needed to be that way in order to be successful that I had to be unbending and ungiving and um you know just you know in control of everything and um and and so The more and more that I've spent time with the Lord and experienced his grace, Mm -hmm. I think his gentleness is tied to his grace. And there's this beautiful verse in in Proverbs that says, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Mm -hmm. And I would always react with, you know, what I would think was the appropriate response. And if somebody did something wrong, you needed to point out that they did something wrong wrong. So they would not do it again, and you needed to not only point it out, but you needed to shove it down their
3: throats.
5: 47 times, (laughs) right? (laughs) Over and over and over again.
4: And so it's just amazing that I look back and go, oh, Lord. And this was where, when even I was wearing this Christian label across my forehead. You know, I mean, figuratively, not literally, but I was – I just didn't know how to treat people, and it was when I really started to experience God's love towards me and his grace towards me that I learned how to treat other people, that I'm supposed to be treating other people with that same grace, that same gentleness, that even if I have the right to speak a harsh word, instead to answer with a gentle Word. And, you know, I think that while God has not, it hasn't been a gift of gentleness that He has given me. He has been gracious to help me in developing that gentle response when it's not my automatic response.
3: I think marriage is a good trainer for that.
4: Absolutely.
5: Then right. and, I,
3: and I mentioned earlier that we celebrated our 65th anniversary. I was 20 years old. He was in the one college and I was in the other. He got drafted in the Korean War and our lives were turned upside down. Mm. And I, we moved to California, I did, and... I uh, left my secure base, uh, just left people that uh, I loved to worship with and just seeking God's place for service and new friends. Uh, I became impatient uh, and had to learn the hard way what gentleness. The fruit of, of, of love is gentleness. We don't have to have our way. We have to have Lord's. We just follow the Lord's way. So it is... Uh, it's one of the hardest ones, I think, that most leaders deal with.
5: Absolutely. You want to
3: get to the point, get on to the next thing, and yet uh, there comes a time when you need to be very gentle and caring and loving and and listening because that's basically what it to be gentle means. You listen, not only to what the Lord has to say, and not force your way.
4: You know, and we've done this whole series on on leadership and becoming a love leader and following Jesus, the master love leader. And and Paul, as he is instructing an up and coming leader in the church, Timothy, he tells Timothy that he needs to pursue righteousness or pursue mm-hmm. gentleness as righteousness. That um, he tells Timothy, but you, man of God. And we need to remi- remind ourselves, you, daughter of God, man of God, flee from all of this. Flee from the, the temptations of the world. Free from the, from the wickedness of the world and pursue righteousness. And Paul continues on to tell Timothy, pursue this righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance. And he ends with this big word, pursue gentleness. Does that mean we have to
3: be a doormat?
4: Never,
5: never you know, a doormat. When I was coaching I I um when kids would sit one on one across from me I have a very I, I felt like I could listen to them and I felt like I was very approachable. But my persona kinda out on the court was very different, right? And so not being a doormat was a was a big thing. Mm-hmm. You can be kind and gentle without being a doormat. You can still be a very strong person and have a meek Spirit, have a meek spirit. A person who, um, you know, is not vindictive, is not harsh, is not divisive. I feel like that goes along with gentleness. It's kind of this picture of holding an egg or holding a butterfly. Think about if you gave an egg to a two-year-old, right? Or if you give an egg to a person in, you know, a teenager, let's say, and you tell them both, "Don't squeeze it. Don't squeeze it. Because if you squeeze it," You know it, it's going to break. Well, that two-year-old's probably just going to smash it, right? They're not going to be very gentle, and I feel like that's the Lord with us. Yeah. You know, he's he's holding us and he's saying, "You're you're like an egg. You're like this butterfly. Um, you know, don't don't squeeze it. Don't smash it. It's okay. It's okay to hold it. It's okay to be gentle with that. And I'm going to be gentle with you, just as you're gentle with others." Um, I, I love this verse in 1 Peter 3, verse 4. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth mm. in God's sight. I, I've known those people who had just a very gentle, sweet, kind kind spirit and there's such a refreshing balm for my soul um <laughs> when I want to just my personality is one where I just kind of jump in I just say things I say what comes to my mind I'm kind of knee-jerk and I've learned that I have to step back and take a breath before I react and that's a gentle spirit I don't know if you guys have read the book Tuesdays with Maury it came out gosh years and years ago it's by Mitch Albom he says You can't substitute material things for love or gentleness or tenderness or for a sense of comradeship. Money is not a substitute for tenderness and power is not a substitute for tenderness or gentleness. We don't have to have the power and some people mix that up. Have you ever known someone that's been gentle but they were the one that commanded the power in the room just because they were had well thought out answers. They weren't knee jerk. They they did have that sweet, gentle spirit. But oh, behind that, when they spoke, you listened. Mm-hmm. Kathy, you've probably been in in your experience. You've probably been in boardrooms or mm-hmm. with people who who had that. My athletic director, and um, the last person that I worked for, she was like that. Boy. She was the force in the room, but she was never knee jerk. And um, just listening to her and how she commanded a a room or a meeting was very, very soothing. So gentleness, folks, it does not mean being a doormat. Um, Refusal to harm anyone physically or emotionally, I think that's a big one, too. We can really use our words for good. Um, Once they're out there, they can either be forgiven, but they can never be forgotten. And I think that's something that um, goes along with this being gentle is that we don't want to throw anything out there that's going to damage somebody emotionally. Our last fruit of the spirit, friends, is self-control. And wow. I really feel like self-control should go before gentleness because I think in order to be gentle, you have to have self-control. Right, girls? Um, so self-control, asserting power over or managing one's desires, lusts, emotions or feelings that is self-control and I don't know about y'all that this one I think gets all of us in one area or another and we can pinpoint things where we struggle with self-control whether it's just controlling our feelings or our emotions about something um, or our desires our lustful desires our sinful nature um, this self-control is something that um, I-, I think we can all look at and go, okay, Lord, fill me with that each and every day. <laughs> when we return from our break, friends, we have such wonderful sponsors. Thank you, sponsors, for being with us day in and day out. Um, we will talk more about our very final gift from the Holy Spirit, self-control. Join us after these messages.
0: mill road call 444-5555 that's 444-5555 ellison lazar fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch let's get
2: back with the three love ladies carrie brinkader kathy enderbrock and evelyn davison you're listening to love talk right here on the bridge
5: Hello, friends. Welcome back to today's Christian Talk 1120, The Bridge. You're here with the Love Ladies, and this is Love Talk. We are on every single Saturday at 2 o'clock and every Sunday at 3. So please catch us either on the app or on uh, lovetalknetwork.com. Yes, catch us on any of those, um, and you can find us whether you're sitting on the beach or whether you're at home. You can always find us. I cannot believe we are at the the end of our teachings on spiritual fitness one oh one kathy here we are at self control
4: okay so it's it's interesting ending on self control because this is like a topic of so many uh, water cooler conversations you know <laughs> like we all
3: are. like we're 2 years old you remember yes. a 2 year old Yes.
4: we want what we want and i want the chocolate please pass it you know i mean it's just it's something that that we tend to uh, focus on and it, and it really impacts our lives and it it is the mark of maturity can i can i say that mm. i mean love will 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 flow out in a Christian. And I think it's one of the first things to really flow out from a Christian's heart as God begun, begins transforming us. We see the the work of love in our lives and being able to love others and, and have relationships with others. And this self-control is one of those final hallmarks of real maturity. And, um, and And it impacts us in so many different ways. And I think most of us tend to say, Use it in a very limited way. Do I have the life I want? Because, you know, if not, I need to change something in order to have that life. And I think that's slightly the wrong, whether you're using that to refer to weight or you're using it to refer to uh, relationships or physical health, I think that's not quite there when we're talking about self-control. If we are really recognizing as we've started off this series that these are all gifts from the Holy Spirit, and that the Holy Spirit now as as a follower of Christ as having accepted Christ and we have received that Holy Spirit, and so now we say, "I no longer live, but his spirit Christ, lives within me so in every scenario, with every moment, we have the opportunity to say, am I going to live in my, myself? Will mm-hmm. I want to rise up or am I going to allow the Holy Spirit to have his way within me? And I think that is really the epitome of self-control, that when, um, when we are in scenarios with another person or alone by ourselves, or with our spouse, with our family, When there is um, a topic that comes up or or something that arises and we feel that self within us kind of rising up, maybe a lack of patience, uh, maybe not gentleness, a little bit of ugliness rising up, do we have enough self-control to say, whoa, whoa, no, 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 here are the reins, I'm going to put it on self. And I'm going to let the Holy Spirit control what it is and and what needs to take place in this scenario. And and I think that when we talk self-control, for me, that understanding has made the biggest difference in my life.
3: Well, you know, when you look at it on a national scale, uh, we are out of control in this nation. Mm -hmm. And it's because we've become very selfish, Mm -hmm. wanting our way, wanting our things, wanting... Just wanting, and, and I don't mean that it it's greed, sometimes it's need that fuels that. But when we allow that to take control of our life, then we have situations like we're having now with uh, killing policemen, with uh, killing unborn babies. Um, we, what we need in our life is spirit control. We need a spirit-controlled temperament. Doctor Tim LaHaye, who wrote that book years and years and years ago, uh, went on to be with the Lord just recently. And when you think of that, that's what our goal should be: that we would not be self-controlled, but that we we would be spirit-controlled. And that's the 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 underground for all of this that we've talked about today. Uh, All of these things are hard battles. If we're really high-powered and we're moving forward, it's very hard to be patient with a nation that's giving up life, that's giving up freedom. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are every day losing more and more of our freedom to be what God has created us to be. And the values, godly values that have always been precious in this nation, those are things that we deal with every day. And so what we must do is focus on what it is, the plan of God for our life and the life of our family.
5: Well, it's it's basically the question who who's in control amongst all the noise. Right, Miss Evelyn? Mm-hmm. You know,
3: the voices.
5: Uh, yeah, amongst all those voices out there that are pulling us in so many directions, who who's in control? And we have to be able to focus on the one voice that matters, and that's Jesus Christ. And I I I love thinking about self-control you know, we always think about self-control as not doing things, right? Like, don't touch that stove. Don't speak out of turn. Don't. Yeah, I, I think of my son. who's my sweet boy. He has lots of energy. Like, Logan. You know, don't, don't run out into the street. You know, you know, self-control, right? Don't pick at your friends. Mm-hmm. Don't pick at your sister. Um,
3: pick your nose. Right,
5: right, right. <laughs> uh, you know, we we think of uh, of. 10, 11-year-old boys is lacking self-control at times, mm-hmm. right? But also Their hands are too big. Too, their legs are that, too this long. That's right. They're just all over the place. But but think about it like this. Self-control is also about not doing things. Procrastination is something that is also, also goes under this lack of self-control. If we're a procrastinator, if we're putting things off, that's that's not having very much self control. You know, you'd rather be on the internet looking at Facebook, you know, checking your email than doing those things that we know we need to get done. That's also a lack of self control. It's not just the ability to control our actions. It's also the ability. Well the ability to do things when we know that we need to do them, mm-hmm. right?
3: Um, or not do the things that we should not do.
5: Absolutely. I love, okay, so I've never really thought about this as I, as I was researching for for today's show. Um, there, there's an actual person. He was a Greek philosopher, a mathematician. He lived somewhere circa 570 to 495 B.C., Pythagoras, okay, Pythagorean theorem. You've heard of that. Mm -hmm. The the, the man's name was Pythagoras. Okay. And this is what he said. No one is free who cannot command himself. Mm -hmm. Really, doesn't the ability to have self-control, the Lord pouring that into us, allow us so many more freedoms? The lack of self-control, either not doing things or doing things that we wish we, we didn't do, really puts chains around us. And when we are able to, through the Lord Jesus Christ, control those things, then we have freedom. Then we really know how to experience that freedom. Well, ladies, we've gone through all of our, our uh, Fruit of the Spirit Spiritual Checkup 101. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So, Kathy... What do you get at? What has the Lord blessed you with? What are the things that the Lord has really blessed you with?
4: You know, I I would say this last one has been huge because rather than being controlled by my moods, rather than being uh, controlled by the emotions of the moment or, uh, you know, the popular opinion – Being able to really say, I have a choice. I have a choice, and I can give control of my life. I can give control of my thoughts. I can give control of my desires to the one who is always for my good. And that is, uh, so, yeah, I would say self-control. That's made a big difference for me.
3: What about you, Carrie?
4: You know, I have to go back to joy. I feel like... um, the Lord has blessed me with that.
5: I don't have, I feel like I don't have as much joy as my sweet friend that I talked about in our last show. When I leave her, I just, I I feel Jesus all over me. Mm-hmm. I just, um, but I do think the Lord has blessed me with an ability to make others feel comfortable around me. Um, and I, I, I'm kind of an includer, you know. If you're new to the church, I'm going to walk up to you and shake your hand, yes. look you in the eye and say, hey, welcome. so so good to have you, I think that the Lord has blessed me with that ability to have that joy and to to smile um, you know there's times of course that I struggle you know when the when my marriage's not going perfectly or uh the kids are crazy or my wife is crazy, of course there's times, but I do feel like that that's one that I can always go back to you and have that joyful spirit that the Lord has given me. What about well,
3: you, miss Evelyn? Well. I would have to say it's patience. Um, I I am not a real patient person. When I see something that's um, out of kilter, I want to fix it, Mm -hmm. Uh, whether it's the way Van puts dishes in the dishwasher. (laughs) I'm laughing. Uh, But you know what we have to stop and think about today is the patience that the Lord Jesus has with us in serving him and in being a witness of all of these things that we've talked about today. Uh, the fruit of the Spirit is what we fertilize in our life. Mm. And the way we do that is by uh, speaking the Word, living the Word, because the Word is the Lord Jesus. And uh, it's not easy to do, but it is fruitful. And so I would say to you today as you're listening to us uh, Maybe you desire all of these, and we should. We should live them out as we can. Uh, but you have no power to do that because the only way you get a spiritual gift is by the Spirit of the living God, and that is the Lord Jesus, who came to this earth to show us basically how good God is. So as we look at it today, I would just ask you, if you do not know him, take some time to ask him to reveal himself to you. And then begin to explore the kind of life that we've talked about today. Carrie, thank you so much. Kathy, thank you. Uh, you can reach us on the, on the web. At, what's our web address?
4: At lovetalknetwork.com and Facebook at Love Talk Radio.
3: And you can call us on the love line at 512-249-6535. If you have a need, uh, give us a call. Uh, if you don't have Jesus, call him. In the meantime, we pray you have a wonderful week as you learn better how to love walk and love talk with Jesus. Hi,
2: this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000 square foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as you town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. Daniel O'Clue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville, and come see us.
6: Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net.